This is Vestiges of Violence, a weekly podcast about personal stories of violence victims. For Human Angle, I am Hamida. It has been an eventful year for Human Angle. We covered a diverse set of stories across the country as they relate to conflicts, development, and humanitarian crisis. Today in the studio, for this special edition of the Vestiges of Violence podcast, I have reporters who have been covering various desks. They will be sharing some of the highlights and experiences of the year with me. I have with me Kunle Adebajo, the investigations editor, Zubaydah Baba Ibrahim, who heads the humanitarian desk, and Murtala Abdullahi, the planning editor. So um, thank you all for joining me. And I would like to start with Zubaydah. Zubaydah, you've been covering the humanitarian desk for the better part of this year. Can you give us a recap of the stories you have done on the desk? Thank you for having me, Hamida. I've been writing for the humanitarian desk for some months now. And yes, um, there have been like a lot of stories that I've written, like the living conditions in IDP camps in Adamao states. And then I've also like written about the the living conditions and resettlement sites in Ngoresoe, which is a neighboring Borno state. And then I've also written about the malnutrition issues, especially in the Northwest, which has been treated by the MSF, but then there's not a lot of um, humanitarian action in the area, which like gives rise to more malnutrition and other like devastating living con- conditions, especially for people who have fled the armed violence in the states, in the region, especially like from Zamfara, Sokoto and Kisina. Wow, the desk you cover is quite um, important. And as you stated, there has been um, reduced or lack of assistance and aid in that region. Um, and having to report this and shedding and spotlighting the issues is more important now than ever to ensure that these people who have been displaced due to the armed violence get the help that they need and get the assistance not just from non-governmental organizations but also from the government because as much as we would like non-governmental organizations to help it is the duty of the government in those states in those areas um to help and support those victims so um i'll be focusing on kunle now so Kunle, as the head of investigations at Human Angong, what are some of the most important investigations you have done or led this year? Uh, well, the most extended project that I've led and contributed majorly to is the Missing Persons series. Uh, we've done uh, a bunch of reports trying to humanize the problem of people disappearing mm-hmm. uh, due to the armed insurgents in the northeast. Okay. Uh, as many people already know, we have tens of thousands. According to the ICRC, the Red Cross International Committee, as of the latest count, there were over 25,000 active cases of people who have gone missing, especially as a result of the Boko Haram violence. Mm-hmm. And this is the largest figure across Africa. So it's a huge problem that uh, the media space generally is not paying much attention to. And so we, what we're trying to do is to draw more attention to it by seeking out the people affected. And you find that so many of the stories are emotional. And the, the problem is not just 
that people have disappeared. The problem is the lack of accountability as well. Um, the authorities who a lot of times conduct arbitrary arrest and detention without evidence and without communicating to the families of the people arrested or cases of people um, killed extrajudicially. And you, you find that it's not just that people are missing, it's also that the families are struggling to come to terms or to survive without especially the breadwinner uh, being around or the fact that the, the trauma that they're going through uh, is a lot more that as I've discovered compared to when people are known to be dead. Uh, people are emotionally distressed. The wives, the children, some of the children have not met their fathers. They were maybe uh, still getting breastfed when uh, the incident took place. Sometimes the parents, the aged parents too, would lose their lives because mm. of overthinking because of the stress. Uh, mm. They develop high blood pressure. They die. There, there's a case of a father who was involved in a road accident okay. when he was moving from detention center to detention center mm. trying to ask, you know, where where his son was. And oh. then all of a sudden he got hit by a car and he died. So, uh, yeah, yeah that's, that's definitely the major investigation we've done this year and we hope to to step up <laughs> that project okay. in 2023. Well, as you rightly stated, um, most of the reports have only focused on the number, right? The statistics, the number of people that have been missing due to in the insurgency in the Northeast. However, having you having to work with the team to build a platform where you can put names and faces to these missing persons yeah. also provides their families with um, it, um, a platform that lets them know that oh, whoever is missing in my family, it's been it's recorded and it's been shared for everyone, not just those in Nigeria but those in the neighboring countries who can gain access to and also follow up wherever they can. And yeah. as you stated, um, telling these stories also sheds light on the trauma, the mental impact it has on these families, because it's not just about the victims. Sometimes we tend to lose our we tend to lose our humanity when we talk about stories and we just focus on only the victims. We tend to leave out the ripple effect it yeah. has on the families and also the communities because as you stated, some of these people are quite important in the communities that they live in mm -hmm. and them being um, displaced, them being missing or them being dead has an impact on it. So thank you so much and I really can't wait to see what you work on in 2023 and um, how much you can, how far you can go with these investigations. Thanks, Amida. Moitela, you visited Meiduguri some months ago, which was also your first reporting trip. What was the experience like and um, what stood out for you? Uh, thank you very much, Amida. Uh, technically, that's not my first reporting trip because uh, we had earlier went to uh, UB and did the education story with Kule. Uh, yeah, but for the trip in terms of medicates, it was quite uh, uh, revealing in the sense that you get to visit the IDP camps, you get to see uh, the lives there for the people, the vulnerable communities. Uh, you have folks who have been there for a while after getting displaced by the Boko Haram insurgency. And then getting to speak with folks who were arbitrarily arrested and ended up uh, in a legal limbo where they moved between separate detention facilities, both military and civil. 
and ended after they were moved to the deradicalization program in Gombe, uh, Operation Safe Corridor. So, yeah, it was quite a, it was quite an important trip uh, to be there to speak with people who have been impacted and to also get to tell the story later on. Uh, yeah, so it's uh, it was a new experience for me. Thank you so much for that. Um, Bruno is the most affected state by the insurgency. I can imagine how enlightening that was for you and how it's also opened you up to new perspectives, you know, of the of insurgency. Course, of course, yeah. the so thank you so much for that. Um, we've come to the end of this session and I would just like to thank my guests for honoring my invitation and coming on VOV today. Um, it was really insightful and it gave me a better understanding and I hope our listeners too of what it, what it takes and what it means to report um, the insurgency and violence across um, the country, especially in the Northeast region. We've come to the end of this episode of Vestiges of Violence and I would like to thank my guests for coming on and honoring my invitation. Um, it's been insightful. It's been, you know, it's been interesting hearing your experiences of what it's like and what it means to report um, and investigate violence and um, the insurgency in the northeast region of the country. Yeah, thank you very much, Amida. Amida, thank you for having us. Uh, thanks, Amida. Um, I look forward to doing this again with you soon. This episode was produced by Anthony Asamuta and the executive producer is Ahmed Selkida. Visit humanangomedia.com to read the important work that we do and listen to our other podcasts, The Crisis Room and Berbishin Rikichi, which are incidentally hosted by our guests, Zubeda Baba Ibrahim and Murtala Abdullahim. You can find these podcasts wherever you listen to great podcasts. For Human Angle, I am Hamida. <laughs>